promise, Lord, never again. But I also know that you know what a weak willed person I am. Don't regret this, Lord. I'm a wonderful person. from the law, the righteousness of God has been revealed, attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe, and since there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented him as an atoning sacrifice in his blood, received through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness because in his restraint God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be righteous and declare righteous the one who has faith in Jesus. Where then is boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By one of works? No, on the contrary, by a law of faith. For we conclude that a person is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is, of course, Romans chapter 3. I say of course because I'm hoping you know it. Uh, but this is the epistle text that we normally have for Reformation Sunday, which is what is, is coming up. Uh, Reformation Sunday, it's also Confirmation Sunday, in which my son is getting confirmed. Uh, we're having youth uh, be part of it, hopefully. Um, but uh, this text has always been read on Reformation Sunday for God knows how long basically because it is the distillation of the understanding of what the gospel is, which is also tied to our petition, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us, or forgive us our trespasses. The fact that the whole message of the gospel is the forgiveness of those who have sinned. The forgiveness the making right of those with God, the, the, reconciling, the reconciling nature of Christ between us and God, the, the, the fact that we spend the majority of our life trying to make something of ourselves, worrying about our own reputation, trying to make sure that we are enough, that we have all things, and yet God stands here and goes, you don't need that, you just need me. And we tell him, no, God, you're not enough and we go looking for something else. And God sits here and goes, I made everything. I give you all things every day, even when you hate me. And so it's no wonder then that right after, give us this day our daily bread, which is the petition that comes to us to tell us that we deserve nothing. He gives us bread. We then have to ask for forgiveness. But it always begins with those two words that are two of my favorite words in scripture, but now. After he's just spent the time telling us that we're all condemned, we're all sin, all of us, sinners, every single one of us, we always do not fear, love, and trust God above all things. He, he says, but now, apart from the law, apart from that which condemns us, apart from that 
which we think we can use to keep a tally system, to keep a checklist, to make sure that we're we're fitting all the boxes, that that we're like the rich the the rich young ruler who comes to Jesus and says, "What must I do to inherit eternal life?" And Jesus tells him, "Keep the commandments." He says, "Oh, I've done that." <laughs> the the law comes to us, and, and we we uh, sit here and want to believe, "Oh, I'm a good person. I've I've done all this stuff. I've I've done everything that I'm supposed to do." But the problem that we run into is that God has revealed his righteousness apart from that. Why? Because we're not righteous when we keep the law. Because all we're doing is what we're supposed to be doing in the first place. Right? Like, why should we receive a reward for just doing our job? You get hired for a job. You sign a contract. It says, I'm going to do so many hours worth of work. That work is going to entail this thing and this thing and this thing, this thing, a whole list. You do that, and then you're supposed to receive some major reward for that when you're just doing your job. Now, maybe it's written into the contract if you do those things uh, that you'll receive some sort of bonus or something like that. But even then, you fulfill your contract and the other person fulfills, fulfills theirs. Well, the law comes to us and it always condemns us because all the law is asking us to do is to do the very things that we're supposed to be doing in the first place, loving God and loving our neighbor, and we are bad at it. We're not good at it. There's no righteousness in it. It's not as though we're receiving some special glory because we're just doing what we're supposed to be doing. It's like being rewarded because you're a kid and you picked up your room, even though you're supposed to keep it picked up anyways, right? So the righteousness of God gets revealed apart from the law, and it's attested to by the law and the prophets that life is going to come from somewhere else. And where does this come from? The righteousness of God is through faith in Jesus Christ, or the uh, better translation is through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, that we are unfaithful and yet Christ is faithful both to God, to death, and to us. Okay? He is faithful to God because he comes and he does what it is that God has sent him to do to redeem us. He's faithful to death because death says die. He says, okay, and then he comes back to life. He's faithful to us because we stand there and say, crucify him. And he says, okay, I'll do that so I can save you. Right? And it's to all who believe, who trust, that that is enough. That there's no special distinction given to us for some special words. We don't get a gold star for it. We trust that Christ is enough that what he did, he had to do, and it's enough. Because it says, for all have sinned, right? We all know that. Yeah, we're all sinners. Yes, all of us, we're just all sinners. Yes, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The, the, the Greek there is the sense of lacking, uh, of not having what it is that maybe we should have. The glory being this, this brightness, this honor, this renown, this, this, this special imagery of God. We don't have any of that. We don't have his glory. He says they are justified freely by his grace, which is an interesting phrase to have. Justified meaning 
declared righteous, declared innocent. That charges have been brought against you and they've been dropped. And you've been justified freely by his grace. Grace and freedom go hand in hand. Freely and grace. Grace is gift given to you freely through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. God presented him as an atoning sacrifice in his blood or a propitiation that the debt has been paid. Received through faith. You receive the, the reality of this through faith, trusting that it is enough to demonstrate his righteousness because in his restraint, God passed over the sins previously committed. God presented him to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time so that he would be righteous and declare righteous the one who has faith in Jesus. Notice that the righteousness all lies with him. That he's wanting the righteousness. He's wanting the glory. He's wanting the, the renown for what it is that he is going to do for you. He's not going to allow you to steal that from him, but instead he's going to freely give it to you. He's going to bestow it to you. He's going to declare you free, declare you not guilty, declare you innocent, declare you righteous because of Christ. And see, the problem is, is that we spend the majority of our life going around trying to cling to whatever righteousness we can find. Righteousness in our political opinions, righteousness in how we raise our kids, righteousness in, in having a good marriage, righteousness in whatever employment we choose to have, that, oh, I'm doing a good job, versus something else. You can see it, uh, for instance, uh, today in the, the number of kids that are starting to not go to college and instead go to trade school because they've realized that debt and, and the prestige of going to college is not enough anymore. Whereas it used to be this badge of honor, oh, I went to college. And now they're finding out that college doesn't do anything for them unless it trains them for a job. And it's the same thing for us in the sense of we go grasping for as much righteousness as we can to set us apart from other people to make us more holy, to make us more awesome, to make us more special, and it never does. And we'll stomp on anyone who gets in our way, whether we do it consciously or subconsciously. And here God is saying, no, that's not going to be the case. All of that righteousness that you're pursuing, that you're running people over for, it lies in Christ and what he's done for you. The righteousness that you need has already been conveyed to you. You just have to believe that that's true. Trust it. Because then all the boasting is taken away, right? He asks, where then is boasting is excluded? By what kind of law? By what of works? No. On the contrary, by a law or the principle of faith. That there's no opportunity for me to say, oh, I've done well. I have enough jewels in my crown. Ooh, I'm going to sit at the right hand of Jesus on high. No, that's not going to happen. Because in Christ, all that boasting, all that ability to say, oh, I'm a good Christian. I'm a better Christian than you. All that's thrown out because it all lies with Christ. If we were to look at anything, we look at our crucified Jesus, dead, buried, and raised. And that's all we have. We don't have anything else. And so what it means then is that I die to myself. I lose all things. I lose any, I lose any ability to boast in my own righteousness, in my own holiness, in my own abilities. And instead, I cling to Christ 
and what he has done. And then you know what that does? That keeps me from running over people, stomping on people, because I start to realize I deserve nothing except condemnation, and yet Christ gives me life. He puts me to death and raises me in him. We conclude that a person is justified by faith apart from works of the law. Trust Christ, church. Put your faith in what it is that he has done. Stop worrying about how good you are for Jesus. Instead, start being in awe of how good Jesus is for you. Let's pray. We pray to you, our Father in heaven, that you would not regard our sins nor deny our requests on account of them, for we are not worthy of anything that we ask and have not earned it. Grant us all through grace that we daily commit many sins and deserve chastisement alone. Help us also in our part to forgive and readily to do good to those who sin against us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. All church, go in peace. Serve the Lord. We will see you tomorrow with our gospel. Thank you.